was just over a month and a half ago that a major story dropped from our next guest at Global News and GlobalNews.ca about Chinese interference in Canada's democratic system. The Canadian intelligence had warned the prime minister, we learned, that China had covertly funded or attempted to fund election candidates in 2019. Now, since that story dropped, obviously, there's been... um, A whole lot of controversy around this and a whole lot of questions for the government and for the prime minister about what they knew about these efforts and what they've done to counter it. Now, we've got a news story out today, which significantly adds to our understanding of this whole situation, but obviously raises some big questions about what we run into and not just 2019 or 2021, but in future elections. Well, joining us for the latest on, on his investigative work is Sam Cooper, investigative journalist with Global News, globalnews.ca. His latest story is up today uh, about some new warnings about pervasive interference in Canadian elections by China. Sam Cooper, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. Uh, so what can you tell us now about this uh, latest story, this uh, Privy Council Office document that you've had an opportunity to review? What does it tell us? That's right. Uh, this this news story really moves the timeline back to February 2020, when the Privy Council Office published this uh, sensitive internal intelligence warning for senior Canadian officials. This was four months after the 2019 uh, federal election. And I learned details of this document, which, uh, as you know, has been filed in a very redacted form in a hearing last week. I have the unredacted details, and they're stunning. It... uh the, the, the document says that at least 11 candidates in the greater Toronto area were part of uh, China's alleged foreign election interference network, that the Toronto Chinese consulate is running a secret agent network, including uh, political staffers. They've co-opted Canadian uh, officials, uh, politicians, and community members who are used, according to the document, to obfuscate the flow of funds to Beijing's chosen Canadian targets, that is, politicians that they support. Uh, you know, the quotes are the power, that is, the, the exact words from the document I reviewed and sourced in this story explain that this is all related to uh, China's unique network called the United Front, which Beijing uses in nations and specifically in Canada, according to this document, to uh, support, fund, uh, provide media uh, ads, endorsements for the candidates that it wants to get into Canadian office. And the overall, uh, the overall objective is to uh, win support for issues of China's uh, interests from Canadian politicians. So the, the last point here is that, indeed, uh, the, this con- the, the intelligence document concludes by warning the United Front is getting increased resources, support from the Chinese regime. And so can- Canadian uh, elected officials, senior officials, can expect uh, this election interference to become, quote, more pervasive and persistent in future elections. This was February 2020, an internal intelligence document. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, it, it helps us understand just how elaborate this is, both in terms of, you know, getting that, that money out, but also to conceal where it's coming from. So you mentioned 11 candidates in the greater Toronto area. So that's that's 11 alone in the GTA. And, and so there's the possibility, the likelihood that the actual number of total candidates is, is much larger. 
That's exactly right. This is something that uh, we haven't reported with our, you know, highly vetted uh, news stories as yet in, in, in global news. Mm-hmm. This is an ongoing investigation, but I can tell you and your listeners that my, my sourcing, uh, my, my visibility on, on records and my uh, intelligence sourcing is that it's believed and uh, it's investigated across Canada from the federal level down to the municipal, uh, even uh, indigenous uh, government levels. Canadian intelligence believes that China is seeking to cultivate politicians, has cultivated in some cases. And uh, this is exactly how it's put to me from, uh, from sources with awareness of current RCMP investigations that many Canadian politicians are implicated in these United Front influence networks, whether they know it or not. So that's extremely concerning. Right. And that's an important point because, uh, you know, th- this may be happening unbeknownst to these candidates. Um, so, so there is that side of it. But, you know, in terms of who received this money, were, were they members of different parties? Were these even successful candidates? candidates uh, in, in the election. And then, of course, the bigger question about whether they might have known. There's a lot of that we don't yet know. That's exactly right. And I, I'm, I, I always need to be clear about what we've established and corroborated and confirmed from sources and what, what are the, the unknowns. So uh, the known knowns are Canadian intelligence believes that the, the United Front is funding election interference into these very complex multi-level networks uh, that include Canadian politicians. What we have yet to uh, establish and report is uh, naming uh, names of candidates or writings where it's believed from Canadian intelligence investigations that direct funding has occurred. So naming names and, and following the money to that end point of China allegedly supporting candidates it wanted to get into office that is a, something we are still working on because it's very important. All right. So for this story, uh, reaching out, obviously, to, to the government, to cabinet, to the prime minister's office, the Privy Council's office for, for comment, what, what sort of response have you received? We've reached out to, uh, to the government, uh, specifically ministers and uh, specifically the former public safety minister, Bill Blair, who was uh, in that role when this memo was published. He had acknowledged last week that he did have certain knowledge of information in the document, but he he said he could not uh, elaborate on that. So we reached out to him, the current public safety minister, and uh, we got a re- and and anyone else that would comment, and we got a response back from uh, Minister Dominic LeBlanc. Essentially, uh, I need to be clear, not addressing any of the detailed information that uh, from this document that we we shared and asked for comment. Uh, however, responding that the government uh, takes seriously foreign and election interference and uh, claims they have taken certain steps, such as uh, putting uh, uh, millions into the 2022 budget to battle disinformation. But I'll tell you this, uh, sources and experts say, look, the People's Republic of China poses by far the greatest interference and election interference threat in Canada, and this united front uh, networked a uh, method of interference is unique to China. So Canada needs to respond with a, a unique uh, uh, fix, and that it would be something like amending laws so that agents uh, of China that are acting uh, without declaring themselves could be prosecuted.
Now, in some of your more recent reporting, of course, there's been a more visible RCMP investigation into all of this and following all of this coming to light. But, I mean, this memo in question we're talking about here, it's four months after the 2019 election, more than a year and a half, though, in advance of the 2021 election. What do we know about the, the response that this received and whether there was any any steps taken, any sort of investigation uh, between February of 2020 and the election of 2021? Well, that, that is, those are questions, the, the, the great questions that uh, we are still following. What I can say is that I've seen very credible experts uh, comment openly online and, and to myself, to my questions, that the government has done little to, to respond to this unique threat from the People's Republic of China uh, since only after uh, Global News uh, revealed these uh, threats in early November has the government come forward and said they're working, at least consulting, on a potential uh, foreign interference registry, which would be one step. Many more are needed. What have they done since uh, February 2020, that new uh, you know, date of importance that we've established today, where these warnings of future and more pervasive interference are made? Frankly, uh, I would rely on experts such as Canada's former ambassador to China, David Mulroney. The government has done little, if anything. All right. Well, your latest is mentioned at globalnews.ca. Sam Cooper, thanks so much for the update here. Really appreciate this. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone. Like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.